Monday, November the 6th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. The Biden administration is confirming that more than 300 Americans and their family members have been released from the Gaza Strip. There are still more Americans left behind who are being held as hostages by Hamas terrorists. Last week, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken confirmed that the number is around 1,000 people in Gaza who have some sort of dual citizenship and are seeking to leave. Deputy National Security Advisor Jonathan Feiner told CBS this past Sunday that negotiations continue behind the scenes in order to get more of those U.S. hostages released. Here in the U.S., tens of thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters took to the streets in Washington, D.C. Several hundred ended up in front of the White House and were videotaped throwing objects at security guards, trying to climb over the White House fence, spray painting it, and also yelling, Alu Akbar. Raw alerts, as well as the Daily Caller, reported about the movements that were on the ground. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, says this will be another big week regarding more documents on the Biden family's influence peddling when Joe Biden was vice president. Comer spoke on Fox News on Sunday, saying that the financial transactions that were made by the Biden family amongst themselves show all the markers of what is done within a criminal organization that's seeking to launder money and to avoid paying taxes. We, all we see in the Biden transactions are loans, 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 but you never see where they made any interest payments on loans. Very seldom do you see where they even made a principal payment on the loans. I think the Biden, the next big question the Biden family, including Joe Biden, is going to have to answer to the American people is, what exactly are the terms of these loans? What type of documentation do you have on these loans. Were you going to pay these loans back? Were these forgivable loans? Were these grants? If so, in addition to influence peddling, which we have clearly proved the Bidens were doing, they have tax fraud implications with the IRS. This was a very organized criminal scheme by the Bidens. And here's the problem for Joe Biden. He lied about his knowledge and involvement of his family's shady influence peddling schemes. The New York Times has conducted a poll about the top presidential candidates for the Republican and Democratic parties. The New York Times Siena College poll shows that Donald Trump is favored over Joe Biden in five of the six swing states that back in 2020 suddenly and mysteriously changed over for Biden weeks after Election Day. Trump leads with a three to 10 point advantage in the states of Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Michigan. Biden is ahead of Trump in Wisconsin by about two percentage points. The poll was conducted between October 22nd and November 3rd among 3,662 registered voters. Breitbart News is reporting on a plan coming out of the Biden administration and federal agencies that would allow for the release of millions of illegal aliens into the U.S. with only an annual electronic check-in at best. The plan has come to light from a presentation made to the House Homeland Security Committee a month ago. What was presented was the Release and Reporting Management Program, and it's being submitted by leadership within the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. The Release and Report Management Program would replace what is being used by the Department of Homeland Security and would expedite the number of illegal aliens allowed within the U.S. The president of the National Immigration Center for Enforcement, R.J. Homan, reacted to this report, saying it has to stop. Homan says that the real goal 
goal of the Biden administration is to allow illegal aliens to come in and be unmonitored within the U.S., all while they receive taxpayer-funded social services. There are about 5.7 million illegal aliens that the Biden administration is seeking to put into this new and loose monitoring system. National Story Updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, there are three stories of election fraud that are developing that were reported on last week on the Daily Inc. Those stories involve the states of Connecticut, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. In Connecticut, the judge has taken action by overturning the results of a Democratic mayoral primary and ordering a new election. This comes after questionable absentee ballots played a major part in the victory for incumbent Mayor Joe Gannum against his Democratic primary challenger. Gannum was behind on Election Day only to pull ahead after the absentee ballots were counted when the polls closed. It then came to light that one of the Bridgeport, Connecticut clerks in favor of incumbent Gannon was identified on security cameras stuffing absentee ballot boxes with dozens of the absentee ballots ahead of the election day. The judge in this case called the videos shocking. Over in Massachusetts, the absentee ballots were not so much the issue as much as it was flat-out bribery. In the city of Springfield, Democrat candidate Justin Hurst is accused of campaigning by offering cash for votes. Those associated with the Hearst campaign were caught on video doing so. Hearst is strongly denying these allegations. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Massachusetts confirms that charges have been filed. And in New Jersey, two more Democrats are being charged with election fraud for the 2020 and 2021 elections in two different cities. The method of fraud that was used in one of the cases involves voter rolls and mail-in ballots. We're now learning that additional charges were brought against the president of the Patterson City Council, Alex Mendez, regarding the mail-in ballot in 2020 when most voting was done by mail in that state due to COVID. The New Jersey Attorney General accuses Mendez of collecting mail-in ballots from households and submitting them himself, which is a direct violation of New Jersey state law. But the charges get even worse from there because Mendez is now accused of getting hold of mail-in ballots that were unsealed and destroying any that did not vote in favor of him, replacing them with fraudulent ballots that were then mailed in. Also happening in that same state is Dr. Henry Lynn Ibazim is accused of filling out hundreds of voter registration applications and submitting them to the county clerk in order to inflate the voter rolls with essentially fake voters who would then receive mail-in or absentee ballots. And we know how that all works. It would tip the scales in favor of Ibazim after the polls closed. This aspect of using the absentee or mail-in ballot system was highly detailed in the 2000 Mules documentary where Catherine Engelbreck and Greg Phillips submitted their findings to the producer, which was Dinesh D'Souza. Over the weekend, Truth in Media also dropped a very compelling 17-minute clip that revisits the whole Ray Epps and the January 6th story and events that happened in D.C., Reporter Laura Logan sat down to talk with Tim Journey, who is a political pundit and blogger that goes by the name of Baked Alaska. He does a lot of live stream video and political commentary. Journey starts out with describing his first interaction with Ray Epps, which occurred in downtown D.C. late at night, the night before the January 6th rally and protest. Ray Epps came up to me 
and started saying, we need to go into the Capitol. Now, I'm someone who creates funny content and I just like to agree with everyone. And, you know, if someone's saying something crazy, a lot of times I'll just agree, be like, yeah, yeah, because I, you as an interviewer understand, you want to allow them to continue speaking. So the first time he says this, and I'm like, let's go, which is a phrase that I say all the time. I'm sort of just encouraging him. I'm like, that's some crazy boomer. Okay, he's he's saying some stuff. Here, you can see it for yourself. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, it. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! What stood out in this first exchange, the way Epps stopped and paused after he said in. We need to go in to the Capitol. Big Alaska's reaction said it all. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> he was like, don't beat that guy up. But let's go into the Capitol. And then I get weirded out. So I'm, I move to a different group. I'm like, and, and everyone around is like, what is this guy saying? I'm like, I'm getting away from this creep. He's, he's weirding me out. I'm getting weird vibes. Something's off. I will continue this conversation by Baked Alaska with Laura Logan in my next report. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.